Hi there, my name is John Falola. Thank you for joining me on today's episode titled Letter to a Renewed Nigeria. Letter to a Renewed Nigeria. So, I will read from the book of Isaiah. It talks about seventh wood the Lord's servant so the Lord says here is my servant whom I strengthened as the one I have chosen with whom I am pleased I have filled him with my spirit he will bring justice to every nation he will not shout or raise his voice or make loud speeches in the streets he will not break off a bent reed or put off a flickering lamp he will bring lasting justice to all. He will not lose hope or courage. He will establish justice on the earth. Distant lands eagerly wait for his teaching. God created the heavens and stretched them out. He fashioned the earth and all that lives there. He gave life and breath to all its people. And on the Lord says to his servant, I, the Lord, have called you and given you power to see that justice is done on earth. Through you, I will make a covenant with all peoples. Through you, I will bring light to the nations. You open the eyes of the blind. You set free those who sit in dark prison. I am, I alone am the Lord your God. No other God may share, may share my glory. I will not let idols share my praise. The things I predicted have now come true. Now I will tell you of new things, even before they begin to happen. The word of the Lord. Let's read Isaiah, read the book of Isaiah 42, from verses 1 through 9. Yes. The letter to a renewed Nigeria goes thus. Without renewal of the foundation government, without renewal of institutions that provide the basic amenities to every member of the society without the renewal of every nation or rather every state being considered in the constitution as a stakeholder without renewal of every tribe being, cons- being considered in, as a beneficiary of the Commonwealth in the Constitution, we wouldn't have a developed nation. We need to ensure that the f- constitutional document binding us together for justice, freedom, and actualization has. the content needed for today's Nigeria 
just as much as it has the content needed for a developed Nigeria. So, I realized that um, one of the first things the Obasanjo ad administration did well was policy policy development and from his um, biography we saw the likes of he worked with a lot of people a lot of great individuals from um, Sir Christopher Kalari to um, a lot of people across different tribes and tongues of the nation you know came together to give him supporting documents to make sound decisions and we saw that in effect in effect throughout his eight years and we saw that because yes i believe that every the reason why we are the nation is maintaining the legislative harm is for the founding document to be reviewed as it as it relates to the society by time you know the only problem with us is that we've spent our time you know criticizing or probably trying to which aren't each other with policies is rather than creating enabling policies that allows everybody to thrive creating a free-flowing plane for people to prosper for the nation itself to prosper for everyone to have a feel of what it is to be Nigerian in terms of as a, in terms of being a legitimate beneficiary of the Commonwealth in terms of having solid healthcare system in terms of having solid roads in terms of having social security whereby in terms of having solid education in terms of you know having solid rehabilitation facilities for those this nation have hurt the most you know we have gone past a level whereby we are going to make progress without looking revisiting the wounds of the past there's some people who need thorough rehabilitation i mean or compensation you know for what the nation had you know scarred them with and we saw that happen during the Hensas protest. We realized that a lot of families have been smeared or hurt or scarred by the police endemic. And many will say that just a department within the police. Of course, we know not all police officers is bad. But we understand that a set of people take laws into their hands and believe that they can do anything they like without justice catching up with them and this is quite important in today's nigeria for there to be outright national prosperity justice must reign in the land the idea of using double standard justice is one of the reasons why nations don't become forceful nations check through history any nation that will rise to become a developed nation rose on the anchor of making justice available to all men. You would agree with me that most of the nations that we look up to, that we say are the leading nations, they have 
high levels of justice across the land. Aside from justice, they have high levels of social security and they have high levels of um, national security in terms of um, lives and properties. Those are the fundamental things that need to be put in place that ensures that investors or that guarantees foreign direct investment. And this is quite important because Nigeria is is in a transition into a developed nation. That's why you're seeing a lot of entrepreneurs are securing global funds. A lot of global opportunities have been made available locally in Nigeria. In as much as it's mean a lot of migration of global brands but there will be be a rise of new global brands within the context of Nigerians and sometimes we focus on the old while forgetting that a new thing is happening in as much as what we used to what we are used to as the ways or the economic reality is changing would we realize that in today's dispensation a new set of economy is being activated the gig economy we're seeing the rise of highly creative individuals become self-sufficient in terms of creation creation of wealth and also being able to be employers of labor for having a team around what they do the list of the huge successes in the gig economic era in Nigeria today have at least 10 to 20 staffs working back room, helping them to put their content out there. And that alone is incredible. That alone is significant. And which has led to the redefinition of the kind of jobs available in Nigeria today from the idea of influencers to digital marketing to um, um, software developers to um, um, virtual reality and, and all of those new developments to blockchain you know, technologies being used as an instrument to empower themselves in terms of investment like bitcoin and the likes so there's been an awakening of people to new opportunities that means that since the industrialization of Nigeria didn't, didn't happen, the Nigerian youth has been able to sail out of the failing Nigerian system to build an economy outside of industrialization of Nigeria. And this has been my call for quite some time now. At the bedrock of any nation, there has to be industrialization. Yes, technology makes it easy right now to access global global opportunities, to embrace global the idea of having a global village where people can always do things across the world. But it's quite important that locally we have our own factories, our own refineries, we have our own um, manufacturers locally. You know, we consume at least. 78% of what we produce locally. 
that will be what a real Nigeria would look like. A real Nigeria will be one where there will be high levels of, you know, industries arising to fend for the local market first. After supporting the local market efficiently, then we'll look out world to the African market or to the global space. And it's quite important for us to know that we are in a time and season where Africans will arise. There will be new rise of giants. People would dare things, you know, access of new opportunities and create employment, high levels of employment, not just employment that would require them showing up, employment that would intellectually stimulate their employees, engage them on a daily basis and give them a sense of value and reward at the same time. So we are equally in a dispensation whereby our value system has to change. We should have a great value system, but now we got it all wrong. You know, lack of wealth creators has made it possible for people to feel like without money you are nothing you know we've now built a society where everybody is using whatever wealth they've acquired to create an, an impression of superior, superiority over people the citizens or society at large and I'm not saying people make their money they can do anything with, what they, with, with, with the money that they have it's none of my business what I'm just saying is that there has to be a rise of people who their bragging rights or what makes them influential in society is the level of employees that they have. I know we are in the dispensation right now where people celebrate how many billions is in a billionaire's account. But this new era of a new Nigeria, well, to be redefined by how many lives are attached to establishment, how many attached to the value you create, how many families have been sustained to the value you are creating, and it's quite important to know that. We are in a dispensation where wealth will be redefined. Wealth will be redefined into collective prosperity. Where, yes, you will have the billionaires, you will have people who are millionaires, you will have people who are, you know, in the middle class. But the most important thing is this. There will be a sense of dignity in the society where because of what you don't have financially, it does not diminish your existence as a human being. It does not affect your moral, your your esteem, it does not affect who you are in society. You can live life. For instance, imagine in a society where education is available to all structured society. The truth is this the basic needs of every human being is food, shelter. An opportunity an opportunity in that opportunity lies ed- ed- education in that opportunity lies ability to create your own wealth in that opportunity lies 
ability to reinvent yourself into a, a national value and a global value 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 contributor so those three things are the most important thing in the society if that is in place what we would have is a nation where everyone can live their lives at their terms the truth is this not everybody wants to be on Forbes list for most citizens what they want to be able to do is to have a decent life to be able to live life on their terms not everybody wants to be on um, Fortune magazine, Fortune 50 magazine. To what they, what they basically want is to have a shorter life, you know, being able to provide for their families, being able to travel, go for holidays, or go and leave and have a nice time with their families. You know, being able to live a satisfied life, a contented life. That's what some people are looking out for. And the truth is this. There will always be billionaires. And to be honest with you, in the next forthcoming years, if I could venture into the kind of businesses I want to be, I could be one, you could be one. It's all about opportunity. It's all about time and chance. And preparation though. The truth is this. With God on our side, we can see that in the new lies a new way of doing things. The reason why we murmur and complain is when we don't get it that something has changed. You know, we like something the way it has always been, and we refuse. We always, human, human beings always refuse to adapt to something new like to maintain the status quo but when God wants to put you ahead of your peers or probably wants to create a new thing out of your situation he puts you out of your comfort zone everything seems like not comfortable like everything is not the respect now you are on the edge on a daily basis being on the edge having your adrenaline pump on a daily basis is the essence of life having you know that you are out here trying to create a new reality you know your success or your euric exploit is your own narrative it's your own imprint and blueprint on it and your success story is a proof of the Nigerian dream. So, how many people get to succeed in their lifetime will translate to the reality if we really have a Nigerian dream? I said it over and over and again. My Nigerian dream is a nation where all tribes have equal, I recognize as equal stakeholders. And they are equal beneficiary of the common wealth of the nation. All tribes must be equal stakeholders. 
in the society just as much as they are equal beneficiaries of the commonwealth of the nation. In that lies every other thing. In the society where there's equality, trust me, endless possibilities are made available for every citizen. So it's quite important that we understand this and I will employ you to understand that we are in transition. Nigeria we used to know is look at the Nigeria that it is today. We're in transition. Realize this and have peace of mind. Realize this and know that things are changing day after day. Things that are done yet that were done yesterday is not done in the same way any longer. You need to be aware of these things. So I really hope that Nigerians renew their strength in this season, renew their commitment to build Nigeria into a developed nation. I really hope that Nigerians realize that we are our own heroes. Before anybody will support us, before anyone will fight for us, we are the ones who will decide the destiny of the nation. And the destiny of the nation is not in the hands of anybody, it's not even in the hands of the government, it's in the hands of the citizenry. So it's our choice of what we make of Nigeria. In our lifetime, we'll have a collectively prosperous nation and Nigeria will become the most desirable black nation.